Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. This is a special segment of the Texas Values Report where we're going to focus on the upcoming special session for the Texas legislature. You may have heard that news announced, uh, I don't know, earlier this week. And then yesterday, I believe, the governor made it official as far as what was going to be on the special session call, which means what the governor says specifically are the issues that are going to be addressed during a 30-day special session for the Texas House in the Texas Senate. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And I'm excited about this special segment because it gives me another opportunity to talk about the Texas Texas OU game because it relates to education. Just kidding. But I might mention some things about that at the end because our guest today went to UT. Which one? You got to stay tuned to find out. Mandy Drogan leads the campaign of Next Generation for Texas Public Policy Foundation. And she's no stranger to this issue. As a matter of fact, she's probably one of the leading voices in the state of Texas on the issue of school choice, which is one of the issues that is going to be addressed in the special session starting on Monday at one o'clock. And you might have seen her around the state because she's been a part of this incredible parental empowerment tour that Governor Abbott has been leading on this issue. Mandy, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to see you. You know, you and I have uh, been able to interact quite a bit over this year because of your leadership role on the issue of school choice. Texas Values has been a supporter of the Parental Empowerment Tour. I've been to some of the events. I'm looking forward to being one, being at one um, next Thursday. But, you know, you've got a big week ahead of you. And I know that the special session is, is more than just next week or Monday. Could go on for a while. Could be very short. Who knows? Um, but a lot is at stake here, but a tremendous opportunity to get something done on the issue of school choice. And so many of our listeners and viewers may be familiar with you, but just in case they aren't, tell us a little bit about your background and why you're involved in the school choice issue. Sure, well, thank you. Well, um, I am a mom of three, that's it. I tell people all the time, I am just a mom and my job is to think about the future and the next generation for my kids and for everyone else's. You know, so we look around the state and we can see that while we have some amazing public schools here in the great state of Texas, we also have many that are failing too many of our children. In fact, about 50% of our kids cannot read on grade level and 60% can't do math on grade level. So I advocate for every single parent to be empowered with the decision to send their child where the educational environment will be that best serves them. I'm blessed. I have that ability. I send my child to a wonderful, amazing public charter school that I'm so happy with. And I think it's amazing. And I want every single parent in Texas to be able to make that decision for their child. Well, look, and it's common sense. And it's not like Texas is going to be the first state to do it. I mean, according to Senator Brandon Creighton, who chairs the Senate Education Committee, was on our weekly segment of our show yesterday. He said that Texas would actually be the 31st state to do something of this nature. So it seems as if we're behind, but it doesn't mean that we should get any even further behind. It's it, Now's the time to do something. I've been working on this issue for close to 15 years uh, and seeing these things play out at the legislature. Usually they end up on the floor or in the trash somewhere because it doesn't get done. And sometimes it's been quite dramatic the way these things will fail or come to an end. And I don't say that with any glee. I mean, it's been a struggle. But a lot of people believe this is one of the best opportunities we've had in quite some time to get something done, to have some meaningful legislation on the issue of school choice. The governor has a lot to do that. Tell us a little bit about that parental empowerment tour. I know it's still going on. There's going to be a segment of it on Thursday. But tell us a little bit about what that's been like and about how many cities do you think that um, you've been able to go to with these events? 
Sure. So the governor has been leading the charge and the parents have rallied behind along with the legislative leaders. You mentioned um, Chairman uh, Brandon Creighton, who has just been a warrior there on the Senate Ed Committee fighting for parents, recognizing that we can support our wonderful public schools and we can give parents options. So he's been amazing. But back to the governor. Yes. So he came up with this idea. Let's go talk to parents. Let's go break through the noise that quite frankly, the unions have those out of New York and California that have wanted to control here in Texas. Because remember, we educate 10% of the nation's kids. That's a big deal. That's a big responsibility. And so we have a lot of these unions and progressive interests that have been just flooding our state for decades with propaganda, quite frankly. And so the governor said, let's get out on the road. Let's go talk to moms and dads. Let's go talk to teachers. Let's go hear what parents want. And it has been wildly successful. I think we've done at least 18 um, events together at different schools throughout Texas. We've had hundreds, upwards of a thousand people show up at these events. We talk, we answer questions, we explain how education savings accounts works, what's going on at the legislature to understand why this is a battle, where they can get involved. And it has been incredibly successful. You know, we've met so many parents and I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to be there and, and watch the governor lead this battle. And what we've seen time and time again, first off, the crowds grow. Parents are driving from hours. I, I've been, I've met parents that have driver, driven three and four hours away just to come hear what the governor's talking about. And then it's really incredible. Instead of leaving and giving a speech, the governor stays there at these events and he meets every single parent and educator that wants to meet him and talk to him. So it's been so encouraging as a mom just to watch a strong leader say, I'm going to stand up for parents and I'm going to do what's right for the state. But to your point about the fact that 31 other states have some form of private school choice for their families, it's, you know, is Texas behind? Sure, we are. But I like to point out that we've been very wise in paying attention to look and see what's been really, really successful around the country to make sure, will this actually work? And the great news is, is that Yes, we have so much data now. We have so many success stories now to show that not only when you introduce private school choice education savings accounts to families, not only does it improve the lives of the families that utilize private school choice, but it also improves the entire system. I love to look over to one of our um, sister states, if you will, uh, Florida, where they introduced private school choice into their education education system over 20 years ago. You know, they passed it actually by just one vote. One Democratic legislator, he was retiring and he said, you know, I know this is the right thing to do for kids here, particularly low income and minority kids. I'm going to stand against the unions because I don't need their money. And I'm going to do what's right for Texas or excuse me, for Florida. And he voted to help pass the private school choice plan there. And it was specifically for low income kids at that point, because remember, it was kind of new. And so we said, you know, let's see how this works. And the fantastic news was at that point in time, Florida's low income kids, they ranked number 33 in the country on the NAEP scores. The NAEP is considered the nation's report card. It compares how all the kids are doing from different states and gives us a really good idea of where things are being successful and 
Well, in I'm, Florida, again, low. And I'm losing some of your audio there. Hang on just a second. We'll, we'll let it okay. reconnect. We're talking with Mandy Drogan. She is the campaign director for Next Generation Texas. She is leading the school choice effort, if you will, in the state of Texas. I know there are other leaders, but I think Mandy's been doing a great job and certainly been one of the most recognizable faces and voices on this issue, spending a lot of time on the governor, uh, the governor's Governor Abbott's parental empowerment tour. Mandy, you still with us? I want to let you jump back in and see if we're a little bit cleaner on the audio. I'm still here. Can you hear me? There you go. Yes, we're good. All right. So I was talking about Florida, low-income kids, 33 in the nation. And within 16 years of introducing private school choice, Florida's low-income demographic ranks number one. By 2019, they shot up the rankings from 33rd to the very top of our country when adjusted for demographics, they're low-income kids. This works. It worked in Indiana. They went from number 22 to number three. Y'all, we have got to jump on this bandwagon and quite frankly, lead it. Because this year, right now, this month, when they start next Monday, they are going to be debating a universal education savings account. What does that mean? Every single parent, every single parent in the state of Texas should be making the choice for their child. And most parents will want to choose that great public school down the street. But for the parents that are dissatisfied with low quality curriculum, or maybe it's a misalignment in their values, as Texas values, you know, a lot of the families, the parents that I know that you talk to every day, they're frustrated. They're frustrated that some rogue teacher that is teaching counter to the values of the family and the values that Texans hold dear. That's a love of faith, family, and country. And so I know that there are so many parents out there that say, you know, I wouldn't be able to push back. I cannot afford to leave right now. But if there was an education savings account, I could. And not that I necessarily want to, but I can at least walk into that principal's office and say, you know, sir or madam, we're not going to be teaching that in my child's kindergarten classroom. And if we continue to do that, I'm out of here. Well, and and just that no, age, you're absolutely right. And if you hang on just a second, Mandy, um, So everyone, if you haven't been paying attention, there's a special session on Monday. Starts on October 9th at 1 o'clock. The governor's called a special session. I know that's unusual. If you follow this stuff a lot, you think every two years, you know, January through May, but the governor does at times call special sessions. And there's been a lot of talk about this, so I don't think it should be a surprise. But in case people are going, well, where is this coming from? You know, the the Texas legislature is going to meet again. Yes, a special session can last up to 30 days. The governor has called one not just on school choice, but certainly that I think is the lead issue. It's number one on the list of items that the governor said that he'll be taking up, that the state of Texas, the House and Senate will be taking up uh, um, starting on Monday. So we're excited about that. And that's a role that the governor can have part of showing his support for this issue. Mandy, so let's talk numbers for just a minute. And then I want to get back to sort of countering some of the arguments that we hear our organization has been very supportive of school choice since the beginning, but we know it's been an uphill battle at times. We know there's a lot of support for this issue in the Senate. As I mentioned, I had Chairman Brandon Creighton, Senator of um, who leads the Education Committee in the Senate, talk about how many times they passed something. It's been a little bit more of a struggle in the House. I mean, I, look, what do you think the numbers are now? Or should I say, do you think the numbers as far as the votes have improved over this year, as you and the governor and others have been talking more about this issue and educating people? Absolutely. I think we've gotten the point across that this is truly a rising tide to lift all boats. And when I say that, you know, back during the regular session, a lot of people don't realize this. 
we passed the largest, the largest public education funding package in the history of Texas. We passed $10.3 billion specifically for our public schools to add onto the $85 billion we already spend. Y'all, we want to lift up public schools, but we can also acknowledge that some public schools do not work for every child, a one-size-fits-all system. And I think more and more legislators have seen, you know what? This is popular. My constituents do want this. And that's across the board. Look, we can look at real clear politics polling that shows that this is supported by urban, rural, suburban families and voters, Democrats, Republicans, and independents. 82% of Republicans support, actually 89% of Republican primary voters support it here in Texas. 70 excuse me, 68% of Democrats and 67% of independents. This is not a political issue in the sense that it shouldn't be partisan. Right. It's political because we've got unions trying to influence legislators. And now they see parents of locked arms were united to stand up for kids. Well, and so let's talk a little bit more details about people that are going to come to the Capitol. Just as a reminder, Texas Values, our office is right across the street from the Capitol. Our team will be there every day during the special session. This is a top priority for us. A couple of items also on the special session call that we're going to support as well, but there's no doubt there's been a lot of buildup to this. So Senator Creighton, chairman of Education Senate, says whatever bills are filed and whatever the ones they're going to rally behind are going to come through his committee. And the House side, which committee you think we could expect to see the bill come through? That is above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, and I mean, there's been some curiosity about that, right? Are we going to see public Absolutely. education? Are we going to see the House come up with some special committee? I've seen a lot of discussion about that, which shouldn't matter a whole lot, but sometimes does, right? right? We look up the, the, the makeup of the committees. Do you think there's a difference between the Senate and the House as far as the lieutenant governor and the speaker as far as support? Or, or, or are they about the same? I would say that I believe that everyone that is working in the Capitol right now to get a resolution for parents that everyone sees this, that it can be a win-win regardless of the chamber that you're in. So I am cautiously optimistic that even regardless of whatever's gone on in the past or how things work, um, that everyone's going to come together and unite and say, we're going to do the right thing to empower parents and most importantly, improve the entire education system for Texas. No, I would. I, and that's my hope, too. Um, look, stay in touch with our social media. If you don't get our email, sign up for it. If you haven't downloaded our app, please download the Texas Values app because things are going to move very quickly during a special session. And it's not like a regular session where there's a whole bunch of different bills and you can follow a bunch of different issues. There's only a right. few. And the school choice is going to be the top one, in my opinion, and a big one. And there's going to be a lot of pressure from the opposition, a lot of misinformation about how these issues work. Talk to, okay, so I want to hit a couple of things that people say, this is why I'm not for school choice. One I hear, as you might imagine, through a lot of our supporters and others, because we're very supportive of homeschooling is, oh, this is going to somehow jeopardize homeschooling. And I don't say we hear it a lot, but a little bit. What is the response to that when people say that I don't support it because it somehow might jeopardize my ability to homeschool my kids? 
Sure. And that is a valid concern. As someone with a healthy distrust of government, I certainly would never want to allow the government to insert itself into any private entities, including our personal homes. For the families that homeschool, um, you can go to txparentsmatter.com. There's a whole entire document that explains how we are fighting to protect you. We worked not only with the Texas Homeschool Coalition, uh, their president and founder, Tim Lambert, signed off on a document with TPPF, and we worked closely with the Institute for Justice. So to make sure that there is ironclad, bulletproof, Supreme Court tested and won language in the legislation that ensures the protection. So let's talk about that just a little bit deeper. Number one, there is no federal funding in an ESA for the state of Texas. We kick out all federal dollars. That means all federal strings out the door, not there, can't touch it. Number two, Quite, this is opt in completely. Again, if you do not want to allow the government even to have the slightest inkling and, and you want to sit back and watch and see what happens, I get it. Do that. Sit back, watch, make sure it is not a forced program for any homeschoolers, any private school families, or any private school entities. You do not have to engage. And number three, like I said, the language has been written with entities that have argued in front of the Supreme Court and won to protect the autonomy of parents and private institutions. So we are confident, more confident than ever, that it does not open the door to any additional government regulation. I'll also add, you know, back in the 2021 legislative session, um, I was there with the Homeschool Coalition and with a lot of other leaders fighting to pass SB 1955. That's the Learning Pods Protection Act. And that when the COVID shutdown shutdowns occurred, a lot of homeschool families united with other homeschool families. And when I saw that and saw that Austin, Texas took the lead out in front of any other city in the country and said, we're going to try and regulate homeschoolers or learning pods. We jumped in, we fought, and we won to protect them. So I think it's really important to know that those that are fighting for education freedom for parents are fighting right there arm in arm with the Texas Homeschool Coalition and making sure that you have the legal rights to educate and raise your children the way that you want. Well, and we're talking with Mandy Drogan. She is the campaign director for Next Generation Texans, Texas, leading the school choice movement in the state of Texas. Certainly there are other people that are participating. Our governor has been out front. I know members of the legislature on both chambers in the House and Senate. This is a very important issue. Great opportunity. The special session starts on Monday, October 9th officially at one o'clock. There's already a lot of buildup to it. The school choice issue is listed as the first one. I think it's expected to be the one that gets the most attention and really driving a lot of the reason why there is a special session uh, for 30 days, even though there's some other matters that are going to be covered during the special session per the governor's request. Uh, Mandy, look, you're doing a great job. Um, mention that website again, because I think between now and Monday, a lot of people are going, whoa, I didn't know this was happening. We're going to post it. But tell our listeners and viewers again that website if they want more information on this issue. Thank you. It's txparentsmatter.com. You go there, you can see the ESA 
breakdown where it explains everything about the ESAs, legal protections. It explains homeschooling, how you use it, how it benefits. There's also information on there where that you can take action and contact your legislator. Moms and dads, it is more important than ever to contact your legislators right now. Encourage them. Look, they know this is the right thing to do, but they are getting hit with hundreds of calls from unions, many from out of state, threatening them, putting them down, telling them that they can't do this. Every single phone call that a mom and dad, grandparent, Texan, taxpayer that is making into the legislator to say, look, we're standing with you. This is the right thing to do for every child in Texas. It matters. Please join us. Please fight with us. And please bring education freedom here to Texas. Well, look, and, you know, we've had Corey DeAngelis on this show. He was at our Faith and Family Day. I know he's like a thorn in the side of some of these legislators because he's telling the truth. He's calling them out. He's allowing the information to come forward that a lot of people don't know, where you've got legislators who, oh, they're going to send their kids to private school, but they don't want you to be able to do that. You know, the hypocrisy of some of these things. And look, you might be a parent or, you know, a, a younger individual and you're like, well, that doesn't really affect me. You know, I've got older kids or I already have my kids in a private school or I already homeschool. I don't need any more freedom, but other kids may. So you might care about some of those other families or kids in your neighborhood where you're like, you know what? This could probably help one of our friends or some other family we care about uh, in different parts of the state. You know, any, everybody having that freedom can benefit people. It doesn't have to be something that touches you as well. But definitely call those legislators. I'm sure they're getting bombarded, or at least their offices are. And that's going to continue on Monday. And so we'll have more updates about that. Manny, again, I think you're doing a great job. I'm encouraged and really glad you're doing a bulk of the work and we continue to try to compliment it and support you because I know it's a heavy lift, but it's time to do it. It's time to get education, freedom, and school choice in the state of Texas. Mandy Drogan has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you. All right, listen, I know it's Friday and, you know, I don't know, is half the state on its way to, to Dallas for the big game? We shall see. But this is the time that we need to, we wanted to educate people, so we're glad we could squeeze in this special segment with Mandy today. All right, I'm going to wrap up with a few comments as Mandy exits our Zoom room. And uh, look, I mean, it's not an overstatement. This is the best opportunity that we've had to have this education freedom, the school choice issue passed in the state of Texas. And one of the things the governor talks about on his tour is all the attacks on our founding fathers, our founding documents, our flag, in God we trust. This is some of the hostility that you see in public schools. Being, you know, um, your your child coming home and that that's a female student saying there was a boy in my bathroom. The parents not telling you about it. There are so many conflicts that we've had to deal with in public school. Now there are some great public schools out there, but there are some and a lot in this sort of culture. They don't want parents to have more information. They've taken you for granted. This effort that we're involved in, school choice and education freedom, helps make those people accountable and say, you don't have a monopoly on our kids. And when you don't listen to parents, they're going to look for more choices. And so putting something in law that makes that clear and opens it up 
is going to help the state of Texas and really support a lot of the values that we care as well and send a message to these public schools that a lot of parents have had it. They've had it with the disrespect of our fundamental and our common sense values, and they've had it by having their parental rights disrespected and taken for granted. So we'll see how this plays out. We scored this issue. Our, our uh, partner group, Texas Values Action, scored some of these votes on education, freedom, and school choice in the regular session. That uh, scorecard is out if you go to txvaluesaction.org and you want to see how your House or Senate member voted on these issues and where they fell on a scale from zero to 100. So some good information there. But did, did we get this on the screen already? All right, if you want to know where I stand on the Texas OU game, talk about a choice. It's not a choice. you got to support the Longhorns. No, any, and if you're an Aggie, come on. I mean, let's come together on this, all right? We're going to be in the same conference soon. So is OU, but a lot of fun. My son is celebrating his birthday over the weekend. Shout out to Jonah Sines, who's going to turn 16. And listen, I, I have exercised my school choice, right? I make a sacrifice that I have made since my kids were two and three years old, if not four, to send them to a private school because I want to exercise that right as a parent. And that's what fits best for our family. But it is not without sacrifice. It is very difficult. And some families are just not in the position to do that. And so I know what that's like. But I also know what it's like to have that accountability, being a product of public schools myself. I would love to see the public schools thrive, but I'd love to see them respect parental rights. And many students are going to stay in a public school. That is continues to be the best fit. But for some students, they're going to look for other options. And I think this will also make the product that we get in the public schools better when you've got five to six million students across the state that are in public schools K through 12. So listen, if you see value in our work, because we got some work ahead of us next week, please make a donation to txvalues.org. All right. Um, this is how we get these issues done. This is how we stand for faith, family, and freedom. This is how we keep our organization and our team strong. Come to the Capitol next week, not just next week, but as long as the special session is going on. Not only school choice, but putting an end to COVID and vaccine mandates. We got to be done with them. All right. Enough already. We're going to try to pass some laws on that as well. I know there are other issues that are being addressed in the special session call, border security and things of that nature that we're not particularly involved in, but I know a lot of people, our supporters are. If you want to come to the Capitol on any of those issues, we're here to support you. We've got a legislative guide, a booklet, a free booklet. You can get it on your way over to the Capitol. We're at 1005 Congress, right across the street from the state Capitol. And so as we work together, that's how we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on this special segment of the Texas Values Report. Hook'em horns.